Hello and welcome to the Science Podcast. Uh, this week uh, I'm here with Mr Atkinson. Morning, folks. And uh, we thought we'd go through uh, a loosely linked science A to Z of Christmas. Sounds good. Sound good. <laughs> See what we can do. Uh, so, um, before we jump straight in, we're coming up to our holidays. Um, what's your favourite part of Christmas? Oh, or is it just the whole thing? I think it's, it's either the obvious one is seeing my family that I might not have seen for a while, especially yeah. in the last couple of years with the pandemic. Yeah, uh, I do quite like the grub. Quite like yeah, the food. yeah, the food is good. Isn't food it? is always a good part of it. So it's got to be one of those two. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's start off then. So we're going from an A to Z to see what we can come up with. Nice. And let's start off with A. Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> Right, so we are linking this to science. Yes. Um, so what could we say about alcohol that's scientific? We could uh, we could start off with it as a toxin. So yes, yes. most animals in the natural world, I don't think, go near alcohol because it's so bad for them yeah. and it's toxic. Was it ethanol becomes ethanol becomes ethanolic acid? Yeah, yeah. So the ethanol is quite bad. So that's what you smell on people when they've drunk too much and it gets oxidised. It's quite a, a sweet, stinky smell. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that the, the origin of the expression, what's your poison? When they ask, if somebody asks you, what do you like to drink? That could be, that, mm. that's right, it could be it. And obviously alcohol really, for us, concerns um, ethanol, yes, which is what we drink. But there are other alcohols which our chemists will be aware of. Um, longer chain ones and shorter chain ones, yeah. Mm. So all used as fuels, they all burn. People who go on the Duke of Edinburgh will be burning ethanol and methanol. That for um, little burners to heat yeah, the foods and stuff. That's right, so it releases quite a lot of energy. Um, methanol is tox- very toxic to us. So if we drink, if you drink any methanol, it makes you go blind. Yeah. Um, so that is very toxic. So methylated spirits, for example, are very toxic. Is that the kind that you would use to clean surfaces and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all good solvents. So alcohol is a good starting point. Yes. Uh, toxic, all toxic, um, especially methanol. Let's move on to B. So what about Brussels sprouts, the good old family favourite? <laughs> so, Brussels sprouts is a really good one, I think. Um, Brussels sprouts, I think, contain a lot of vitamin C, so they're very good for you. But also they have a weird genetic... Do you know, do you know about the genetic link? Is this the thing that, you know, some people are programmed to taste them in a certain way yeah. and some others don't? Yeah, I was finding they, t- they taste quite metallic, it's just the high iron content. Or? No, uh, well, it could be, could be that, but they also... Um, if you've got the gene, then you taste them as being very bitter. Oh, and if you yeah. haven't got a certain gene, then they actually taste quite nice. So they'll taste differently to different people, which is quite an interesting one. A little uh, genetic variation at Christmas time. You could perhaps see who in your family has the gene, whether your parents have the gene for bitterness and you've inherited it. Well, I guess your pa- if your parents have it, you're not going to have any Brussels sprouts, really, are you? Well, this is you'd never be introduced to it. <laughs> Um, so, moving on, uh, what are we on? B- C. Cash. Cash. Cash is a quite interesting one, because um, we're not using so much cash these days. No, yeah, everything's contactless now, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a way to reduce transmission. Yeah. But, so we've got a couple of things there. So the first one is that our notes have changed. Yep, they're now printed on, ooh, it's a polymer, isn't it? 
Yeah, I don't know what they're actually printed on, but they're certainly coated in something. Maybe yeah. it's the problem with their printing. Because now you can, if you accidentally leave it in your jeans and then yeah. put your jeans in the wash, the notes are fine. Yeah, so plastic money we've got these days. Yeah. Um, whereas it used to be cotton. Yes, that's so right. So you used to test it with the iodine pen um, to see if it'd go blue-black and it was genuine money or printed on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cards is quite interesting as well. So going from cash to cards, mm-hmm. that's more using... Um, well, is it EM radiation they're using on the cards? Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a, they're all RFID, radio frequency identification. Uh-huh. So they, they release radiation of a certain frequency. Which are, and it always does. I've actually got little cards that you, little wallets that you put your card into because uh-huh. essentially, if somebody's got the kit, they could stand next to you and they can scan your card and take what they want without you even knowing about it. And that essentially be a metal covering casing. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's all it is. It's it essentially just acts like a Faraday cage. In fact, the S4 scientists learn about that. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, I think <laughs> donkey. <laughs> Donkey's a good one. Um, so I was looking at donkeys and just thinking about donkeys the other day. Um, so they're all from the horse family. Yeah. Uh, horses, zebras, <laughs> donkeys. They're all mammals. Um, and then I started getting totally lost in what they were. So a mule is a horse and a donkey cross. Um, an ass and a donkey are synonymous, they're the same thing. Yes. So if you say ass, it's the same as saying a donkey. Yeah. Um, uh, there's lots there, actually. It gets quite interesting as you, as you go Hence through. Hence why you might criticise someone by calling them either of those two words. Yes. <laughs> so maybe the donkey is more genetic, so it perhaps needs uh, more uh, biologically inclined people than, than us. Mm. Um, okay, after donkey, we're at E. E for... Exhaustion. 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 Yeah, tiring at Christmas, doing lots of stuff. Uh, So I guess it's linked to energy levels um, and how much energy you have and and food and how much you eat, how How much much energy you've got, and also sleep. Um, But then why do we get tired? Well, isn't that a yawn to do with oxygen levels as well? A yawn, yeah, that's right. You you don't actually yawn when you're tired. You yawn because you you need oxygen. Yeah, you're not breathing. Or, weirdly enough, I think if somebody else yawns, you start to yawn. That's right, it's another neuron reaction. Uh, (laughs) And apparently, if you don't react that way, that's a link to... You're a bit kind of... Really? Yeah, lacking in empathy and... yeah. Okay, so you can just check your and see. That's it. Who's the, who's the crazy person on the uh, yeah, because there is something about exhaustion in that you see people finishing like a long running race or uh, an endurance race, and they're on they're on the last legs and yeah. they come up to the last hundred meters and they still manage a sprint. Yeah. So where does that come from? You you wonder how that happens. That Were they tired to begin with? Yeah. Was it always there? It's got to be just sheer adrenaline. Uh, yeah, the adrenaline kicks in and because then after they finish, they've got, they've got no more motivation to finish. Uh, so they usually just collapse. Yes, Unless that's... you're a sprinter, in which case they look as though they're just as fresh at the end as they were at the beginning. Yeah, and I think I think perhaps for our, our PE pupils, it, it's, it's one of the interesting things is, is in what controls when you stop and when you're exhausted and how much you can keep going. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. So, we might have to do this in two halves. Possibly, yeah, we'll do the first, first 13. Okay, we're on to F. What about uh, the three gifts, the frankincense? Frankincense, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, the gifts. So, yeah, we've got a couple of those, haven't we? Because obviously, yeah. So, what can we say about frankincense? 
It smells. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about frankincense. Actually, I've never seen it in the no. shops. I've never bought it. No. I've never known anybody else to use it. I don't know if that's maybe for religious reasons. Maybe they feel, you know, it's a, yeah, it's know. a, religious, a yeah. religious artifact. In some that's way. right. Definitely not over here. So, I mean, I, I, I guess it's like an essential oil, but I don't know where it's extracted from. Maybe we should look that up and see where... Frankincense comes from it'd be mm-hmm. quite a good one. Maybe our, our higher chemist should be set that task. Um, Research task. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it could be linked to terpenes, isoprenes. They're essential oils. But it does exist. It does, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, G coming next would be gold. Oh yeah. Oh, I could talk about gold for a little bit longer. Really? <laughs> the most interesting fact that I can tell people about gold is that it's obviously not produced naturally on Earth. It actually comes from the death of a star. Really? So when a star, okay, so you in, you talk about it at higher, but you would look at it more at advanced higher in terms of what actually happens in the three stages or uh-huh. the stages of a star, uh, from birth to death. But yeah, when a star dies, it essentially uses up its fuel, uh, can no longer sustain its shape because the thermal pressure out the way is no longer large enough to sustain its gravitational collapsing inwards. Uh, so it does shrink. But that in turn, with gas laws, which is also in that five, increases its pressure, increases the temperature, and then it just kind of swells and expands again, and that's the kind of last hurrah. The the size of the star will determine whether it becomes a red giant or a dwarf. Uh, Dwarfs kind of just fizzle out, whereas giants are supernova explosions, and it's the supernova that transfers the gold, because once it stops fusing hydrogen, it just fuses denser and denser metals, gold being one of them, and... And why does it stop at gold? It doesn't. It stops at iron. Iron, yeah. I but was going to say, I thought yeah. it's got the... There's still a little bit of gold there, though. Um, and uh, that supernova explosion just transports... And where does all the gold go? Just into space? Yeah. It just hangs That's around. It. Being... It's literally from out of this world. Anything that you... Any gold that you own... Which is, of course, what, why the, why the uh, heavens are so shiny and sparkly. Oh, that's, that's another one as well. The so stars obviously sparkle, but there's so many things that we say that sparkle and that are, you know, that shine. For example, yeah. that like the moon doesn't shine, but people say it does. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but that's enough of a gold. Problem. Well, well, no, not quite actually. There is something else about gold in terms of our lateral flow tests because they okay. use gold. Do they? They do. Oh, I didn't know that. So the antibodies are stuck to gold particles. I did not know that. That's so when you put when you put the liquid on the um, lateral flow test, uh-huh. the antibodies are stuck to gold, and if you've got COVID, then it sticks to the antibody and goes through and shows you a positive test. So where is the gold? Is that on the little strip? That's on the little strip. Oh. And, and what colour is it? Oof. It's purple. Well, this is it. It depends on. Well, it's a purple strip goes through the lateral flow test, and that's because gold, when it's individual atoms, is purple and not gold. Because that was what they used to use in ancient Egypt, I think, to they used stannous chloride to toughen you know, ruby and... Oh, right, and the, the, the gemstones. Uh, yes. Yeah. And when it was mixed, so when stannous chloride comes into contact with gold, it turns purple. Yeah. So maybe that's the same idea. It must yeah. be. It's too, that seems too unique a link uh-huh. to not be linked. There you go. All right, I think we can get one more in today, I think. Sure. Um, so we're on to Holly. Oh, it's also the name of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Holly Hyundai. <laughs> it was the name of my mum's cat. We had a Holly, yeah, we got her at Christmas, so it's called Holly. There you go. Um, so facts about Holly. What do we know about Holly? It's green and spiky. It's green, yeah. Much but more is than it? That, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure all of the leaves are spiky. I think the ones at the bottom are spiky and not the ones at the top of a tree. Which would make sense if you're trying to, if the tree's trying to protect itself from being eaten. That's right. And it's another genetic one in that, uh, and this one is changed by adaptation. I think I'm using the correct words there. Presumably, yeah. And they methylate the DNA. And that means that they produce the spikes at the bottom of the tree and there's less, fewer spikes or no spikes at the top of the tree. Mm-hmm. And that protects them from herbivores. They also, um, so the male and female flowers are actually on different trees. So the male, the male and female flowers don't actually occur on the same tree. Like one, oh, tree diff- one tree would be male and one, one tree would be female. Would be female. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Well, I think we'll, we'll draw an end to it there after H. <laughs> a bit ambitious to get through the, the full alphabet. It'll be a three-part series <laughs> all the way through Christmas. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot.